This week's episode of the Art Tactic Podcast is brought to you by ArtBase. Did you know that ArtBase is the best love software in the art world? ArtBase offers products that do everything you need to run your art business. Track your art and your contacts and cross-reference them. Make invoices, generate consignments, run all kinds of reports, even use it on your iPad or iPhone at art fairs or while you're away. Take it from the thousands of happy ArtBase clients all over the world. ArtBase is the right software for your art business. Visit ArtBase.com to find out more. Thanks for listening to the Art Tactic Podcast. I'm Adam Green. This week's episode, we're here with Nicholas Forrest, art market analyst, advisor, and head of visual arts at Bluen Art Info to recap Freeze Week with us, which occurred last week in London. Nick, it's great having you on. Great to be on. Thanks for having me. So coming off the uncertainty surrounding Brexit, as well as some cautiousness in the broader economy, how were sales at Freeze this week? Well, actually, they were um, surprisingly good. Uh, It was quite an upbeat atmosphere. And uh, yeah, a lot of galleries reported uh, really strong sales. Uh, But of course, you know, there there were definitely some some effects from from what's been happening with with regards to the economy. Uh, But, you know, generally... There was certainly, uh, yeah, it was, a, it was a good atmosphere. And I know you were collecting many of the sales occurring throughout the week, um, yep. publishing them online on Art Info. What were a few mm-hmm. of the most notable artworks at the fair this year, whether because of their price tag or what they sold for or just the attention they garnered simply due to the aesthetics of the artwork? Oh, look, um, there were a few that seemed to uh, be getting quite a lot of, uh, of attention um, oh, look, I think, uh, Julie, uh, Verhoeven's, uh, toilet attendant, uh, a little kind of intervention in the in bathroom was, was rather, uh, rather well received, um, because of its, uh, I suppose it's interactive sort of element. Um, John Raffman's virtual reality work, the transdimensional serpent, I'm at London 17 gallery had cues for it. Um. I think Hauser and Worth's booth was uh, L'Atelier d'Artiste was uh, certainly very well uh, received and, and received a lot of uh, a lot of praise. Um, works by Grayson Perry particularly well received, um, as well as Anish Kapoor at Lisson. Uh, and also the particularly interesting was uh, the New York Gallery uh, PPOW's presentation of feminist art. Uh, which kind of um, responded to a number of trends, but with the centerpiece of Porsche Musson's pink project table uh, was uh, featured on many, many Instagram feeds. But yeah, look, overall, I mean, uh, I mean, in terms of sales, there were some, some really great sales. Uh, New York's Newton Gallery sold, you know, Bridget Riley's, their loss for 1.5 million pounds. Uh, Marlborough Fine Arts, Sold million worth of Paul Rigo works in, in basically the first two hours. Um, Hauser and Worth, small colder scu- uh, sculpture, uh, sculptural work for 600,000. Um, David Zwerner, uh, Kerry Marshall painting for a million. Um, uh, Yeri Kusama for over a million, and uh, Bridget Riley. And the Bridget Riley painting, 
um, Hauser and Worth as well, which I've spoke about. They had sold a few, few others, Adita Roth's um, cheese painting, uh, Takasada, and that's a tiny work for 450000 Um Pace Gallery, Koei Noah, the Taxidermid Deer. Um, so, yeah, I mean, there were some really significant sales uh, that took place. Um, but in terms of the uh, overall trends, I mean, there was certainly more deliberate and focused buying that we see, I think, reflected in, in, um, in what was going on. So, uh, and, and there was also reports of a kind of also a greater um, attendance by sort of art advisors as well. Uh, so that perhaps suggests that the buyers are looking um, more deliberately at, at, at what they're buying and, and focusing more on um, exactly who it is and what it is they're buying instead of um, you know, making purchases that are uh, kind of just not based on um, particularly thought out long decisions. We're always interested in hearing what people are talking about at the fair, specifically the insiders. So what were the major topics of discussion occurring at Freeze this year amongst insiders at the fair? Um, I think there was kind of a, a lot of comment about uh, the booths, which were said to be a lot more kind of elegant and, and sort of a little more pared down uh, than, than they have been in previous years. Uh, there was a lot of talk about the curated sectors and exhibitions as well. Uh, I think they were quite popular, a lot of the gallerists, and they were, were getting a lot of attention, attention um, from collectors as well. Uh, there was also talk of there being a lot more institutional collectors in attendance and, and being active uh, within the fair as well. Uh, more collectors from Asia and Middle East. Was also something that was particularly, um, particularly well noticed as well, um, and also, I mean, there was sort of a lot of discussion also, obviously, about the political and, and financial climates. Um, uh, but you know, I think as the fair went on and, and sales. Uh, were shown to be quite strong, uh, you know, that, that, that sort of uh, doom and gloom was overshadowed by positive, uh, the positivity of the fair. But, I mean, you know, there was also, you know, talk of a greater emphasis on women artists as well, which was quite interesting, um, I suppose, which, also, which is also reflected in a lot of the current exhibitions that are going on at the moment. Uh, and... Um, a blurring of lines between sort of the contemporary and the modern um, as well. So a lot of galleries were looking back and, and looking at historical presentations of sort of artists, modern artists who still resonate, um, with, I suppose, uh, the contemporary themes and, and a contemporary audience as well. So that was something that was, you know, kind of being discussed and, and being talked about a lot uh, amongst, the, um, amongst the gallerists. So yeah, there are quite a few things that uh, are certainly being talked being talked about. Uh, but uh, yeah, most of all, they were talking about how happy they were about what was going on, basically. And the last few years, we've heard and read a lot about art fair fatigue. Um, just too many fairs throughout the calendar year. 
Was that the case this year at Freeze, or what were the feelings heading into during and after the fair from galleries and collectors? Um, and did art fatigue, art fair fatigue, play any role at all uh, during the week? Um, look, I think going into the fair, there was certainly, uh, I think, in combination with the, um, the economic climate and and the uncertainty surrounding that, I think. Um, Certainly, art fair fatigue was something that was on a lot of people's people's minds. There are so many fairs, uh, and and I think some who had chosen to um, this year exhibit in London as opposed to other fairs overseas. So I think um, you know perhaps some of the galleries may be feeling a bit of a bit of that art fair fatigue, and they're actually being um, a little more selective with with the fairs that they choose to attend. Uh, but um, I, I think once everything started, though, that that sense of fatigue was really overshadowed um, as things, you know, turned out to be, I think, a lot better than most people expected. Um, you know, with the dropping the pound turned out to be something that attracted a whole heap of American and European collectors uh, and Asian, um, particularly, or particularly American and Asian. So. I mean, that was a positive thing, really. So I think they were, when they were expecting things to perhaps not be as, as good as they were, um, turned out to be a lot better. Uh, I mean, I mean, the, the fair reported a record number of collectors, 30% increase in attendance on preview day, more collector numbers, and interestingly, um, a 20% increase in museum groups as well. Uh, um, so, I mean, you know, I think... The numbers and the and the figures uh, point to a much more successful and a much more positive fair than most people would have ever predicted. And Freeze Week also consisted of contemporary sales at each of the major auction houses. Overall, how did the sales perform, and what was the response afterwards um, from art insiders regarding their performance? Yeah, look, once again, um, I think going in there was that. Uh, trepidation regarding economy and the pound and 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 the such, but um, I suppose just like freeze, they were much better than people expected. Once again, um, and once again, the the pound really attracted uh, American and Asian collectors. And um, I mean, Sotheby's achieved a, a sale of forty seven point nine million pounds, which is the highest ever freeze week evening sale. Um, they had a lot of interest from Asian collectors with their contemporary art day sale as well. So, for instance, six of the top ten lots um, in, the, in that day sale were acquired by collectors from that Asian region. Um, Sotheby's, you know, they sold a couple of weeks for over ten million as well. So, the Gerhard Richter and uh, Basquiat, um, which was which was great, and um, Basquiat was was that. Estimated at 3.5 to 4.5 million pounds. Um, so I sold for 10.6, which is the highest price for uh, for any work of art sold at London's freeze freeze auctions. So, uh, I mean, you know, they they were really good. Christie's also did well. They had a 34.3 million pound sale, which is well above their 21.3 million pound estimate, high estimate. They set a whole heap of records as well. Adrian Genny, Gerald Lang, uh, Albert Olin, Lucy McKenzie, 
called Craig Martin. So, I mean, you know, there were all these um, records set, which was great, a great reflection um, of their sale as well. So, uh, you know, both Christie's and, and Sotheby's had, had great success with their, with their sales during freeze. And lastly, I know you alluded to it briefly, but with the fair and auctions occurring in London, how significant was the weaker pound over the course of the week uh, at the fair and at the auctions? Yeah, there was quite a significant, um, had quite a significant impact. Uh, I mean, obviously, uh, it, it seemed to attract a lot of, a lot more buyers from Asia and America. Um, not so many from, uh, you know, from England, uh, but they, they were replaced um, and probably actually um, placed in excess of what they would usually get. So there was really a, uh, an influx of buyers from, uh, from America and from, and from Asia, uh, you know, who were prepared to spend good money on, on, on works, um, you know, with, especially ones with, uh, I think, with good provenance um, and ones, uh, I suppose, from, uh, from others who haven't had the, uh, haven't been, the focus of a, a lot of speculation, um, also focus on, on kind of the more modern um, artists as well. Uh, so, so, I mean, fresh works by those in-demand artists was really what was um, really in-demand and really what they were really looking for as opposed to those kind of heavily traded familiar names. Um, so, I mean, yeah, look, the pound certainly had, a, had an effect and... Um, attracted a lot more buyers from Asia and US. Nick, thanks so much for coming on the podcast and recapping Freeze Week with us, both the fair as well as the auction. And if our listeners want to read any of your writing, they can of course do so uh, at Art Info. And you're also frequently taking different pictures of the art world on your Instagram feed. If our listeners want to follow you on Instagram, uh, what's that, your Instagram handle? So it is uh, the Art Market Eye. Instagram.com forward slash the art market eye. And you find everything, uh, all those images there. Perfect. Nick, thanks again for chatting with us. We appreciate it. Pleasure. Thank you very much. Thanks again to Artbase for sponsoring this week's episode of the podcast. Do you know that Artbase is the best love software in the art world? That's because Artbase offers products that do everything you need to run your art business. Track your art in your contacts and cross-reference them. Make invoices, generate consignments, run all kinds of reports. Even use it on your iPhone or iPad at art fairs or while you're away. Take it from the thousands of happy art-based clients all over the world. Artbase is the right software for your art business. Visit artbase.com to find out more.